Vintage Sand. Hello, 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 Vintage Sand fans. We are Vintage Sand, your film history podcast, the film history podcast, and we return triumphant uh, back in a nation that might kind of, sort of, actually be a democracy. Yay! Still, I think, maybe, kind (laughs) of. With uh, episode 42, uh, which we've entitled Alternate Oscars, the 1990s edition. Now, Frequent listeners know uh, that we're basing this episode on a specific book by Danny Peary, one of our favorite uh, film critics of the uh, 80s and 90s. You should check out his stuff. He did the three cult movies books and some other really good stuff. Doesn't write much anymore, but very smart, not as highbrow as some, but really, really sharp observations. And so far, what he did in his book, Alternate Oscars from 1991, is what everyone does, uh, which is to take uh, the Oscars year by year, go through them and say what did win and what should have won. And frequent listeners to this podcast know that we have done this several times already. We've our most recently Uh, Our most recent one was on the 1930s, but we've also covered the 1950s, the 1970s, the 1980s, and the 2000s OOs, aughts. So today we turn our attention to one of the stranger periods in American film because the 90s kind of began as perhaps the last great wave of independent films in Hollywood. Um, A lot of you have read probably read Peter Biskin's Eater, Easy Rider's Raging Bulls. Great book. He, yes. he, right, he wrote a sequel to it called uh, Down in Dirty Pictures, in which he describes the sort of rise and fall of independent film <coughs> from uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotape in 89 to Pulp Fiction in 94. And it really, it centers around, I hate to even mention the name of the company which he ran, but it sort of centers around Miramax. And there was sort of, and it was the very beginning of Sundance. Sundance hadn't become so corporate yet. And there was really, you know, so directors like Tarantino and Todd Haynes and Richard Linklater and Steven Soderbergh and Kevin Smith and other... Uh, other independent voices got their start during this time and then of course you can trace the end of that movement to the very day when Miramax sold to Disney that was the and then all the small companies sold out and that was the beginning of the end and there was sort of a low period in the middle of the 90s and yet at the end there's you get 1999 which we and many other people have described as one of the great years in all of film as you shall see so in this, our episode number 42, we're going to go through year by year, talk about what won the Best Picture Oscars and what we think should have won. So, gentlemen, it makes most, most logical sense to start at the beginning, 1990, and your winner, that's right, hang on to your saddles, boys, it was Dances with Wolves, Kevin Costner's directorial debut. And anybody who listened to us last, uh, in our last podcast will notice that... Uh, this was Kevin Costner's first uh, film, but we did not uh, mention yeah, it. Was not, not, of our, not, not in, our, not in episode 41, yes. No. Our, our no. favorite first films, yeah. Did he, not, he did not make the list or the honorable mention or even the sub-honorable mention. Dances with Wolves is one of those movies that I remember when I saw it, I... I was hoping for a much better movie. I mean, I was of, expecting a of, much better movie. Because of what it's about. <clears throat> it was it, quality it filmmaking. I mean... Well, te- well, technically, sort of, but in a very, uh, very, very mainstream, sort of glossy yeah. kind of way. 
Good acting. Mary, uh, yeah, yeah. Mary Donald yeah. was good. Uh, yeah, it's well acted. It's, uh, the, uh, what's his name? But it could have been... Played the chief. It could Graham, have been cut. Uh, uh, Graham Green. Green. Yeah. Was, was excellent. Was, was, yeah. was really solid. Could have been cut a little, though. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there are parts of it that just, it just kind of slow moving. It was sort of like, oh, because it's slow, it must be profound. <laughs> but well, he and he eventually you know, ended up making that mistake in Waterworld and, and the and Postman and, and the and films. A lot that, of swelling music. It's not yes. a bad movie. No, no, no. It's it's. I mean, it's it's pretty good. But the best movie of the year? No, no, no. no. The other nominees. In fact, that I year, think we all agree what the best. Movie yeah, was um, that year. I'm going to go different than you guys. Okay. I think. But well, only, the other only nominees that year were Awakenings, Ghost, <sighs> The Godfather Part Three, Boy. and Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, Awakenings is not bad, but you don't see it much anymore. I don't know. I didn't care for Awakenings. Oh, I kind of liked Awakenings. Uh, I thought some of it was very moving. And it's very well acted. Yeah, De Niro was Well acted, but I felt rather manipulative and... Well, you can say that about all movies. Well, yeah, I know, but manipulative in that, okay, this is where you cry... And, you know, it's just... Yes. I, I was yeah, not a... You felt like a, you're being played like a piano. Yeah, yeah exactly. a bad piano. So I assume I know where you... I assume you guys are headed into Scorsese land. Yes. Yes. All right, tell, yes. Me, tell me about why Goodfellas, because I am going to gently disagree. Goodfellas is only my second favorite film of the year. I just, I just think it's one of those movies where all the aspects of filmmaking come together to make a great movie. Yeah. The acting, the the way it's the way it's shot, the storytelling, the editing. I mean, the use of music. Oh boy! It's I just and it's it's even though I mean it's not pleasant subject matter. It's he makes it in a way so that it's so entertaining. Yeah. Almost to the point that about two-thirds of the movie, you start to feel guilty for enjoying it so much. I, well, I don't know how he pulls that off, but And he does. especially at the ending, because we yes. get another one of those Scorsese endings where yeah. the bad guy yeah. wins. In this case, Henry, by selling out all his friends, you know, he yeah. goes free and he's living yeah. a horrible life, but he's living. I, I... Not really. You don't really... You don't... You don't at that very ending, though, you know, where he kind of looks at the camera and then it, and it goes to the... The Sex Pistols song, and then you hear that you see the the shot of uh, uh, Joe Pesci shooting at the camera, which is from uh, the Great Train Robbery, right? Yeah. 1903. Yeah. Good yeah. call. Well, Scorsese's always the film yes. student. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You get that sense like he's gonna find a way to get back into a criminal life again. Yeah. Well, I, I've watched it now this year twice because. Uh, We've lost two major actors right. from that film, uh, uh, Paul Servino and Ray Liotta. And Ray Liotta, and I never tire of it. I just yeah. mark of a great film. It now. really, I just do not tire of that film. Yeah. And um, you know, I can't say this about all Scorsese movies, but next to Raging Bull, I think it's my favorite Scorsese, and up there with the Age of Innocence too. But um, no, it's I one could... of my favorites. I just, I just love, it. and I remember when it came out. I think I saw it like six, seven times in the theater. Uh, so many Just moments. Just over and that, over again, yeah. you know? And yeah. I don't do that very often. Just the, uh, you know, I love when he, you, you, you're, the camera is him and you're walking through and he's introducing everyone. Oh, God, I love it's, that part. It's, it's Joey two times. Mm-hmm. He says everything twice. Got to get the papers, get yeah, the papers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the... I yeah, took care uh, of that thing for you. Took care of that thing for you, Henry. Uh, and <laughs> am I a clown? Do I make you laugh? I mean, a yeah. justifiably classic scene. Yeah. And, and, and the, uh, the Copa yeah, entrance oh God. without a cut. And, and then he kissed me. So what's yeah. your favorite? Mmm. 
I well, my favorite. There were some good movies that I think might be better than Dances with Wolves that were not. Oh God, yeah, no, of course. And Alice, Dick Tracy, The Freshman, Mr. Mrs. Bridge, The Grifters. Yep, Uh, like The Grifters. Reversal of Fortune, Postcards from the Edge. I'm going to throw Wild at Heart in there. I know it's not perfect. How about Miller's Crossing, guys? Miller's Crossing and Slacker. I mean, Slacker was was a cold drink of water in the face, man. That was like, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. And Linklater has turned out to be, you know, one of our most important directors. But I'm going with Edward Scissorhands. Ah. And I'm going with Edward Scissorhands because to me, part of what I'm such an auteur guy, we all are, but I'm such an auteur guy that what makes me what makes a film great for me is that it's something you can tell that he was the, the director was wanting to make his entire life. So, you know, we're going to see in the... Have you seen The Fablemans yet? Yes. And? I loved it. Okay, go. And so, you know, (laughs) the first thing Spielberg ever shot was like a World War II scene. So from there to Saving Private Ryan, the opening is an easy jump. Yeah. Tim Burton, when he was eight years old and this bizarre, wonderful, dreamy little kid living in Burbank would lock himself in his closet and draw these weird pictures. Yeah. And one of the pictures he drew when he was eight years old was of a boy with spiky hair and scissors instead of hands. I mean, and so you can tell that he was waiting to make this film. This was his third film. He had done uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was a lot of fun. He had done Beetlejuice, which is even more fun. But this just feels to me still like something that's so intimate and so personal. I, I, I love everything about, I love Vincent Price's cameo. I think it's Johnny Depp's best performance, Diane Wiest absolutely grounds the film and Alan Arkin as the uh, as the parents who sort of take him in just in the loveliest the look of the film you know those pastel you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. pillbox houses with the big you know castle up in the middle of nowhere and right. one of my all time fave I love the structure of it too because it's an answer to a question we see a little girl in the big big bed and she's asking her grandmother who turns out to be Winona Ryder in age makeup why is it snowing and the whole film is an answer to that question. And when they come back to that at the end, uh, the granddaughter says, is he still up there? And she says, well, it never snowed before he came, and it's snowing now, so I guess he still is. And her last line, one of my ten favorite last lines in any movie, sometimes you'll still catch me dancing in it. And the the, the, yeah, the Danny Elfman music is perfect. I love the music. Beautiful. And well, Danny Elfman's a great yeah. Oh, my God. <clears> I'm not as big a fan of the movie as you are, but I'm not a big as, as big a fan of him. Although, and no, and I, you know, his career after, I, I, mean, I think his last great movie was Big Fish, so that's 20 years ago. So I... I, I did I like Sweeney Todd. Mm. And I, I like Sweeney, not as much as you did, yeah. but I did like it. But, you know, almost everything he's done since has been... And he did some really bad films in the 90s, like yeah. uh, Mars Attack. And Sleepy Hollow and such, yeah. yeah Although he, he did do Ed Wood, so um, and some of the animation work he supervised, not directed himself, like Coraline, like James and the Giant Peach, like Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas, has become like an epic classic. It's like whole it's whole almost, hordes it's of almost, my, it's almost a cult movie. Now. It is. It All is of a my cult students movie. can re- re- recite every line and sing every song. Yeah. Although, and and I, there is absolutely an element of autobiographical. Uh, work in, in Goodfellas too because I think the opening line is Scorsese talking 
you know, for as long as I can remember because he was yeah. always sidelined with that illness. He was a sickly kid and yeah. got to, he was a, he was a spectator yeah. to all that. But when yeah. Ray Liotta yeah, we says, just sit by the window and just, and watch everybody in his neighborhood. For as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a it's gangster. It's so funny yeah. that him and De Niro basically grew up in the same neighborhood and didn't know, each, know each other at all. So listen, with, with absolute, I mean, I would be happy to vote for Goodfellas for anything, anytime. It is a freaking it did masterpiece. Win, it did win the New York Film Critics Award that yeah. year. And, but I just find something so intensely moving and personal and just odd and unique. Uh, it, it, you know, Edward Scissorhands is a film for the dreamers. Well, that, yeah, I, have to go. I haven't and, seen it in the, since it came out. Actually. Yeah, me either. I and I saw it, it sometimes. I saw it with our good friend Mira Kotari the day it oh, opened, yeah. and we saw it at the Ziegfeld. Oh, wow. oh. To see it on that screen, oh. the Ziegfeld is one of the last, for those mm. non-New Yorkers, one of the last great non-plexed theaters yeah, in the city long gone it's gone again long gone mm. I saw 2001 there in Lawrence of Arabia there in I saw, I saw Lawrence of Arabia, Arabia. Yeah. I mean that's saw Apocalypse Now that when it first opened me that. too oh that must have been something yeah that was it was great so for 1990 against the egregious dances with wolves John and Mike very sensibly go with Scorsese and Goodfellas and I buy this a scissors cut go to Edward Scissorhands, Tim Burton's masterpiece. We moved to 1991, and arguably, maybe the closest they got to getting it right. I in don't the like 90s. the Silence of the Lambs. See, I, I don't either. I, don't, I should I don't like either. it. I don't either. Why? I I, I know it's. A, I should like it. I don't think there's anything special about it. I think yeah, it's I, a standard feel. horror I, movie with a couple of good performances. I think it's. I don't. I, I think it's a good movie. I think it was wildly overpraised when it came. Yeah. Out. Well, and for me, and again, I hate the problem with the auteur theory is that you pigeonhole people and they have to make certain films. Yeah. But I so loved Something Wild. I so loved I Married to the Mob. And yeah. I felt like those were two films that nobody but Jonathan Demme could have directed. Whereas Silence of the Lambs, as good as it is, anybody could have directed it. Yeah. Yeah. Done it. Yeah. yeah. So. And the other nominees, I wasn't overly wild about either. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Yay! Woohoo! Tales all this time. Uh, Bugsy. Not bad. JFK, which I think is a mess. I kind of love, I love JFK Wanna for all its messiness. I, I kind of agree with you, but of the movies nominated, that's what I would have voted for. I've, and Prince of Tides. And Prince oh, of Tides, which is schmaltzy. Oh, it's well acted. It's well acted, except for by her, frankly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she did not, uh, but uh, if I had to vote, I'd vote for Beauty and the Beast, but I cartoon it's a different art form yeah and it's the animation is beautiful and the music is sweet but i i, I remember at the time thinking i don't care who wins interesting <laughs> yeah no i could i probably yeah. john if of the nominees i agree with you i would vote it for for all its many flaws and the i new, would vote it for jfk and the new york film critics also gave uh, the award to the yeah silence of the lambs i don't see it i see jodie foster i see anthony hopkins my choice uh, there were some good movies that year. yes there yes. were um almost none of them got a, even a single nomination except for thelma and louise which was up for two actresses director and won the oscar for best original screenplay, screenplay Callie Curry over uh, Bugsy. Oh, which is you know since Bugsy was nominated, that was kind of a surprise. My other films that I liked that year were The Doors. You know, that has held up surprisingly I think well. So. Hasn't I haven't it? seen it in a few years. Uh, my favorite Gus Van Zandt movie, My Own well, Private Island. Yeah, it's a good movie. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, um, brilliant. Defending Your Life, which is. I absolutely we just quoted it last week. You like you like, you pie. like pie? I give you some pie. You nine pies. I, I don't think I even did well. And no, I, I didn't. I, uh, I, I love that movie. 
And my favorite of the year was uh, Mike Lee's Life is Sweet. Yes. That's yes. that one I can watch over and over again. It's not a sweet movie. It's actually a very sour comedy, which is like my favorite genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny. I just came back from England and I was you know, talking to everyone on trains and, and, and everywhere. All anyone talks about is their gardens. I kept thinking of Mike Lee. Yes. I kept thinking of Another Year. Yes. <laughs> it's just... But this, well, this one is lighter than Another Year. And, that's, and, not a, uh, that's not a high lies, yeah. But it's... it's uh, and if anyone hasn't seen it, I, I believe you can stream it. It's um, it's just about a kind of a family with two adult daughters and um, how they exist in, it's, in, it's, in one day. It is sort of a cousin, I guess, to another year. No, but he is just able to find the drama mm -hmm. without being obnoxious yeah. about it, just in everyday human life. I mean, he's mm -hmm. a miraculous kind of director. But this was funnier yeah. than, than most of his films. And... Uh, Jonna? Well, I mean, some of the other movies, The, the Rapture came out that year. Oh, Michael Tolkien. Which in, I, in I my, like a lot. In uh, my one-hit wonders. And you mentioned uh, Raised Red Lantern came out that year. Yep, yep. Uh, Boys in the Hood came out That's that year. That's right. Mm -hmm. But the movie I am going with is A Brighter Summer Day. It's a Taiwanese movie I directed by Edward Yang, who directed Who did Yi Yi. Right. Yeah. Great movie. Um, right, a lot, so most critics good. consider it his masterpiece. Huh? It's long. It's about four hours long. Wow. And it's it takes place in like late 1959. It centers around uh, basically teens in a high school in Taipei, but also it's it's a tapestry. It's it's their families and everything, and it's the the main focus too is about this kind of rival gang, street street warfare. Uh, it's it's a pretty amazing movie. All right. Well, listen. Our job here at uh, at Vintage Sand is to open doors. That yeah, is a door and you open, open a door uh, for me. Yeah, I'm not familiar with. It's just film. it's long. That's okay. So That's you okay. Have to, we do you have to, you, I mean, you can you can actually sort of treat it as a mini series. You can watch an hour one night, an hour the next Wonderful. hour. So. I love it. Um, to our uh, list, I'm gonna throw in New Jack City. I think New Jack City, it's really the only good film that Mario Van Peebles did, but it is structured like a classic gangster movie. It, it is it is written exactly like Scarface or The Public Enemy or um, or any of those early 30s gangster films, Little Caesar. And uh, a brilliant performance reminding us what could have been if Wesley Snipes could have kept his, uh, his stuff together. A lot of great small performances there. Great soundtrack. Even Judd Nelson's good in it. That's how good it is. I know, right? <laughs> Hard to imagine. Um, and I'm going to throw The Fisher King in there, too. Oh, yeah. I, thought I, like the I do like The yeah. Fisher King. I haven't seen that in a long time. Which is a shame because it is it really shows. tragic it really shows, and, and beautiful. Why. And it doesn't. It's that's, that's I don't it, won a, it won an Oscar for uh, Mercedes Rule. Rule, yeah. And it should be on more. And that scene where they spontaneously, everyone in Grand Central and spontaneously. Grand Central Station, yeah, it's so the terrible. Scene everybody, everybody it, it, loves. It's just, it's just amazing. I also liked uh, the uh, Laura Dern movie uh, from that year, Ramblin' Rose. Oh, Ram oh yeah. Is that. That's 91. Yeah, is that 91? Yeah. That's, is that Pain? No, that's Citizen Ruth, I'm thinking. No, right. no, this is more of a. I forget who directed it. But it's her and her mother. They were both Oscar nominated. Um, and Robert Duvall. Mm. And the kid, uh, I forget who the kid was, but he was very good I too. have not seen it. You've not seen it? Oh, it, it, it's, kind of, it's sweet and a little sad. It's a good movie. But yeah. very, very beautifully acted. But the film that I am going to pick is a film that I have talked about at length here in other 
uh, context, and that is Julie Dash's Daughters of the Dust. And mm. if you are looking for influence, watch Beyonce's full-length video of Lemonade. It is one long tribute to Daughters of yeah. the Dust. And yeah. the fact that Julie Dash has never been able to put together a film mm-hmm. since then is just one yeah. of the most bizarre it- Stories. It shows on on Turner Classic Movies every so often. There's nothing like it. I mean, you feel like after after you know it's it's the Gullah people living on the Sea Islands off of South Carolina, and just the look of the film, the story is so moving. Some of the people are thinking of leaving the island culture and going to Charleston because the economy is tough and they want to work on the mainland, and other people are hanging on to their traditions that were there and how proud they are of those traditions. They are the descendants of escaped and freed slaves. But just the look, those white dresses on the beach, and Mm -hmm. I can close my eyes and just like feel like I'm there. So she works, right? She directs TV. I think so. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so she's she does work, but the fact that a director of these gifts has only made one feature film makes it even more... So I would, over a lot of very good films that year, as you guys have said, I would pick Julie Dash's um, Daughters of the Dust. Now... 1992. A better year. And they said the Western was dead. And our old friend talking to the chair, uh, the empty (laughs) chair, was, listen, whatever you think of his politics, and I don't think much of him, but Unforgiven is... Politics have sort of mellowed with age, though. He's not quite as extreme as he used to be. No. Uh, but Unforgiven, I, I, I could have, I would have voted for Unforgiven among the choices. Among have. the choices, I, it was, it would be a close race. The other nominees were The Crying Game, good movie. Yeah. A Few yeah. Good Men, not good not movie. Not a good movie. Oh, Howard's End. You can't handle the podcast. Howard's End. <laughs> Uh, oh, I love Howard. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I was going to say I, that's the movie I would have voted for. I love Howard's End. I, th- I, I think, think it's, it's the best great, Merchant Ivory film. I think it's a great movie. It's beautiful. And yeah. and uh, the other one is Scent of a Woman, which I don't also don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would have gone Eeny Meeny Miny Mo of the nominees. But I have one that I even like. But more. I just, just but I love Unforgiven. It is a film that does the because at the one time it is a straight western. And yet it is a parody or uh, mm-hmm. of every Western that's ever been. So Eastwood, you know, again, everyone thinks he's an idiot, but he has always been, out, oh, nice. been a little smarter than everybody. And mm-hmm. he manages to both do a film within the genre and to uh, to tackle the, right. this, the sillier so I, parts of the genre. Unforgiven, I liked a lot the first time I saw it. And I've seen, and I remember each time I've seen it since, I like it less and less. Really? really? Yeah. I think it's Eastwood's yeah. best film. Uh, as a director, yeah, I can't yeah, argue yeah. that. Maybe Letters from Iwo Jima, but... Oh, well... Yeah, I was going to say, I think Letters of Iwo Jima and Flags of Our Fathers... But I was not unhappy with Eastwood. Eastwood No, I wasn't either. Except there was a part of me that wanted uh, Howard Send to win, too, because I I think they're both equally great movies. Yeah. And that rarely happens. So you would... But the one... My favorite film was with the New York Film Critics Award. It was just on uh, Turner last night. Oh, I think you and I are going to agree on this one. The player. Yep, one hundred percent. That's my I choice too. I love this movie, and I was watching it last night till almost midnight, and I thought, God, I love this movie. Just the just yes, the opening. The theme was was openings. Yeah, I, 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 openings. But the, I mean, it's one of the best movie, along with Sunset Boulevard. I think it's one of the best movies about Hollywood. One hundred percent. Yeah. The Graduate, part two. <laughs> All the leads are still with us. and Oh, and then Cameron pitching thing about the yes. senator who wakes up and he's psychic. But political, but it has a heart. I yes. mean, it's just 
just that opening eight minutes. Is oh just, well, yeah. <laughs> but and everyone once again is great. Uh, Tim Robbins is wonderful. Um, but all the acting, Whoopi Goldberg. I think it's I think yeah. it's her best film performance. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't that crazy about her in Ghost. Yeah, no, I know I wasn't she won either. the Oscar, but Not either. Um, I, I just I, I really really and. Like that film, and I was appalled that it wasn't nominated for Best no, Picture, especially over a few good men. Right, Please. and just so nice to have Yeah, it was kind of odd, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He got nominated for director and screenplay, but uh, I, I think it cut too close to the Exactly. Bottom. No, and after he sort of wandered in the desert for the 80s, and most of the 80s was a disaster for right. him. Right, and then, and that then was, boom, yeah. his boom. sweet revenge. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, He's bad. had more peaks and valleys, that director. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, the player's my choice. I'm with you on that. I I agree with Mike on that one. John out. Uh, I would go off Howard's End, but the player is a close second. I. Any other I'm, films? Oh God, that was oh, a yeah, good uh, year yeah. uh, for films. I um, have Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. And you uh, want and, and although it's a film play and it feels like it, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I was just so, going to yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Has well, tremendous it's, it's just, cultural. It's, it's just impact. so much fun to watch for the actor, and yeah. it's superior to the play. Because, you know, the Alec Baldwin character is not in the play. Right. And it, I think that Coffee's Alec Baldwin for character, I think it's important. <laughs> I, I think it kind of gives the play a little more structure. I'm not a huge Mammoth fan, so. Bob Roberts. Uh, oh, yeah, I love un- Bob Roberts. Unfairly forgotten film. Right. Brilliant. And uh, I should have mentioned him last month for... Um, Robbins, yeah, for yeah, that was his first, first uh, films. One of Woody Allen's top five movies, I thought, was that year. Husbands, Husbands and, wives. and Wives. I love that film. I mean, Judy Dench, uh, Judy um, Davis was just incredible. Yeah, for me, that was his last truly great film, but uh, you and I disagree on yes. that. Yes. And uh, another film that I found myself weirdly uh, appealed, appealing to, Enchanted April. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, okay. I liked it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I love that It's very movie. charming. And all the women in it. I didn't realize they actually made a version of it in the early 30s. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. it's not very good. It's not very good. I did. Yes, it was it's, a good, no, it's a good movie. It's very yeah, charming. And, I, I remember um, that. Yeah. So there were there were some uh, very good movies that year, but I the player with Howard's End and um, Unforgiven, Unforgiven, a close second. Yep. I mean, I'm going to throw one false move, which we've mentioned. Paul yes, oh, yeah. was, was ninety two. Yes, that was ninety two. Oh, yep. And as was uh, Malcolm X is a film that has some ups and downs, mm. but I think it's one of the five greatest performances by an actor in a film. I, I really? really, I do. I he mean, was I good. He, he was very good. I didn't care for the film. And another yeah, film. I, that's, I thought Malcolm. I mean, that's another movie like. Uh, Dance with the Wolves. I just kept wanting it to be better. I found it to be rather derivative. The only thing I, I hated I, was I, the ending. You know, I, I just movie. felt like, okay, Spike, so you saw that movie and you like that director and you saw that movie and you mm-hmm. like that director. It's like, just be yourself and Ooh, do Spike's this a, a film student, too. Oh, you know? well, no, he's very, very knowledgeable. I mean, I like listening to him when I hear interviews because he likes talking about movies and he's 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 kind of like us. <laughs> yeah, except with talent. So. <laughs> yeah, hey, what, what do you mean? <laughs> If you could only see the look I'm giving Josh now. I'm going to throw in one more that has surprisingly long cultural legs, and not just because it has Daniel Day-Lewis essentially naked running through the oh. forest, and that's Last of the Mohicans. I know a lot of people who are huge fans of that film. And yes. I've seen several film and that's TV versions That's another movie you can almost it. call a cult classic. <laughs> I actually like the novel. I'm the last idiot who does. And I think it is, it's very faithful. And like all of Michael Mann's films, it, it, the action scenes... You know, although there's no car chases, right? Yes. Or done really well. Yeah, the 
they are. And very not beautiful recreation of the of the Seven Years' War. I, I I liked it a lot. You you you're not you're not if you're not on board with that one. No, he was bored, if I remember correctly. Sorry. <laughs> I remember. So I remember, like one of the New York competitions, they asked for names of prequels, and so someone sent in one called "We're Running Out of Mohicans." <laughs> <laughs> people are so smart. I love people. It must have been one of our fans. John, anyone's to add for '92 or uh, no? Well, uh, actually, there's a movie that's kind of interesting called "The Actress" with Maggie. Chung. It's a sort of a biopic. It's about Ooh. about a silent film actress who is Chinese. Um, I think it's a. I have to look this up. I think it's from Hong Kong. You mean you'll have our fact checker check it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. Fact checker. Uh, um, a rather underpaid fact checker. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am. Uh, hold on one second. Here. By the way, Maggie Chung is coming up in one of my my films too so yeah, it was, she, yes it was it was a Hong Kong movie it was uh, directed it. by Stanley Stanley Kwan uh, it's an interesting movie mm. definitely mm. worth right, checking the actress. out right. now, this yeah she's she's very good in it she won a bunch of awards that year for it mm. she's definitely coming back for me in about four years alright so 1993 and you know the flamingly obvious choice of Schindler's List um, it, there, there is a lot to say about this film. I have to say my feelings about Schindler's List, and I'm the only Jewish person in the crowd here, my feelings about Schindler's List changed after I saw The Pianist in 02. Okay. Because I felt like Schindler's List was beautiful, but then when I saw The Pianist, I was like, okay, this was done by someone who was there. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, yes. I give uh, Spielberg credit for making it. 100%. And Neeson, Liam Neeson is fantastic. Yes, the, and Ray Fiennes. And yeah. Ben Kingsley. And, and Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley were yeah. very, yeah, very, very good. Everyone, everyone in it is good. It's uh, very well acted. Yeah. I had problems when he start wanted to put in color. Yeah, the girl in the red coat. Uh, yeah, that was the only actually that's the only little problem I have with the movie, but eh, it's a nitpick. And he overdoes the ending again. And this the watch, ending was over- this watch could have saved 10 Jews and this Yeah, qu- yeah, yeah. We, we, got a, it. we got it. We got it. Out of what was nominated, I would have voted oh, definitely. for but, definitely. but just the fact yeah. that he directed that and Jurassic Park in the same year. Yeah. Well, I think Jurassic is, Park was him on vacation, which I happen to really enjoy a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Not a fan, but I respect I admire I the way it was done. But I was sitting next to a seven-year-old girl who was kept weeping through the whole thing, and it was well, like, "Well, why would you take a seven-year-old girl?" I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I know, know you didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> wait, you wouldn't be caught dead with a seven-year-old girl. The plot is thickening. <laughs> True, <laughs> we wouldn't be caught dead in Chicago. Exactly. Regalados. Which would you, boss? The other nominees that year were "The Fugitive," "In the Name of the Father," "The Piano." And the remains of the day. Yeah. And I did like the remains of the day out of those. I think the remains four. of the day is an extremely well done movie and beautifully acted. It is so, so depressing. Yep. Oh my yep. god. Yep, yep, yep. But I have to say, my favorite film of 1993, and going back to Scorsese, is The Age of Innocence. I knew you were it going there. It's a great man. book mm. made into a great movie, yeah. and I can only say that about a couple. It, it just it yep. works on yeah. every every level. And, and kind of overlooked that year. It was. It got five nominations still, and one for costumes. But it wasn't that successful of a no, film. No, I know. And it was, even the reviews Actually, were mixed. I, don't, I didn't even think any Scorsese movie has been really a big box office success, has it? Oh, Goodfellas was. 
I bet The Departed um, made some money. Maybe The Departed, and the Departed yeah. did. Yeah. And Wolf of Wall Street made a ton of oh, money. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It did very, very well. Um, but, um, and actually, the awful one he made in 91 made money. The remake of... Cape Fear. Cape Fear. Which is my least favorite Scorsese. Oh, it's... Uh, I, no, I'm yeah, bringing I, out uh, the dead for uh, my worst Scorsese. Yeah, I, 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 I think I would have... Well, I don't know. Boxcar Bertha. Well, I all right. He wasn't even Scorsese. <laughs> I never saw Boxcar Bertha's. Yeah, that was more a Roger Corman film. But, yes. No, but I love the fact that... I think I mentioned this before when we were talking about the film, that he said that, that it was his most violent film. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Except yes. the violence yes. was not physical, yes. but it was his that, most violent film. No, it's film. a beautiful movie. And I remember... Except I hate that ending but, but I know that's the way that's the book the novel. ends the book, if, yeah. they, if they had changed the ending I would have hated no the I movie. wouldn't I, I'm not saying they should have changed the ending I just whenever I watch the movie mm-hmm. I get that ending it's like you are an asshole yeah well he kind of <laughs> was he kind of was Oh, we didn't even miss being great books. We didn't even mention the Demi Moore uh, Scarlet Letter. You know, where where at the end they, the Indians come in and save everyone. Yeah, because yeah. that because that, that happened in the book, right? So you're so you're um, my my number one is is but there were some good movies that year yeah, too. Yeah. Um, the Wedding Banquet, which yes, was yes, Ang Lee, Tang Lee, Groundhog's Day, absolutely I love Groundhog favorite. Day. Um, I know people who teach philosophy classes who use that um, film. I love that movie. Yep. Um, not as good as the player, but I like shortcuts. Love shortcuts. Yeah. Oh yeah, Loved shortcuts is really good. Carver stories and uh, performances. I was very happy with uh, Shakespeare Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was sort of this, a schmaltzy version of Shakespeare. Well, but but Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah Keanu yeah. Reeves and Denzel Washington were disappointing. Well, I well. But I thought the two of them were great. Yes, wonderful. I kind of felt like... Ken Brown and Emma Thompson. He was almost consciously trying to favor the British actors versus the, the American actors. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I like Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton as Dogberry was hilarious. Yeah, that was, that was like, surprising. I mean, Keanu Reeves, though. Mm. Yeah, well... I, I <laughs> well, he, no, he has. There are certain films that he's perfect in. That's not one of them. Yeah. And plus, I was, it was such a letdown from Henry V, you know, which yeah. is not really fair yeah. comparison. But My favorite Christmas movie, The Ref. Yep. I love that movie. I watch it every Christmas Eve. Mike's inviting everyone over this time, so bring some, bring some snacks. Very funny. Very, very funny movie. I know we're not supposed to like Kevin Spacey anymore, but Kevin Spacey and uh, Judy Davis are the perfect couple from hell on Christmas Eve. And a movie... You might not know of. I think you saw it, and I just found out today it's available. I thought it was totally unavailable. A movie called The Summer House with Jean Moreau and Joan Plowright. Yes. No. Also known as The Clothes in the Wardrobe, which you can uh, see on uh, Prime, oh. on Amazon Prime, under who, that title. Who directed? Um, I, I had the, it was his only film. All right. It, it's, Forget, it's, we don't need you, fact checker. Yeah. Back in your box. Um, but I think on our next... Um, <laughs> Bring out the gimp. Since I, oh, wait, that's next. It's never, been on, it's never been on DVD, which I find appalling. It's, but you can stream it, and I think the next time... Um, I have it on VHS. I think it's the only reason I still have my VHS player. I still have mine. I'm with um, you. Uh, the next time we do a film's... You know the gems and hidden gems, gems. hidden gems. gems. I'm going, to, I'm going to do that film since I found out it's on uh, Amazon Prime because it, it is a totally delightful movie and it has one of my 
all-time favorite lines, which I say every birthday. Well, don't myself. say it. Maybe we'll use it sometime. Uh, you mean yeah. like in a cool no. quiz kind of thing? <laughs> no, we can't. Yeah, we gave it away. No, I didn't give no, it away. No, what is the line? Uh, Jean Moreau says to a young woman who's contemplating suicide, Darling, I always wanted to die young, but now it's too late. <laughs> I say nice. that every birthday, and I feel a lot better about my age. There it is. There it is. John, what's your choice? Uh, Schindler's List is, Schindler's my, is, is, is my choice, but uh, I mean, there were. I, I mean, you, most of the movies you mentioned, I would have mentioned also. I love Groundhog Day, oh, but yeah. I would go with Schindler's List. I think that's one year they kind of got it right. Yeah, I, as a Jewish person, I and and as an admirer of Spielberg's, I can't disagree. But it's not my choice, and my choice is going to completely shock you um, but okay. just some other films that you're roll no some other films that you're falling down I know we disagree on that one oh, but yeah. I think there are a lot of re- falling down has some real resonance and along with that natural born killers because I think Ooh. if you wa- if you wanted to show somebody what America was like in 1993 those two films and you know NBK is all excess it's all over the top it's nothing hold back but it really kind of I'm sorry I I hated a lot of people did I hated that movie a lot of people did but my so so we did not choose Eastwood for 92 for his for Unforgiven so I am choosing Eastwood in 93 for what is Kevin Costner's best performance in a film that was constantly the only way, I, I can't even compare it to Schindler's List, but the film I'm talking about is A Perfect World. And A Perfect World surprised me at every yeah. single turn. Every time you thought, because Eastwood directed it, you thought it was going to go in certain directions, and surprised me every single time. It's a rough, very roughly, about escape prisoners who almost by accident kidnap this young boy, and Costner develops a, a, an almost father-son. Yeah. The boy is being raised by, uh, by like a religious group, his father's not there, and so Costner sort of becomes his father. Eastwood play he's a he's a uh, character part here. He's nowhere near the lead. Yeah. He's the sort of a bumbling sheriff who's trying to track Costner down, and it turns out it was well because, not so bumbling, really. Yeah. Well, yes, but he comes across as much more bumbling than an Eastwood. Is that ever shown anywhere? I it haven't? is. It it's is a, not. No, but I, it, is, it's a really good movie. I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it since. I, I, I'm not saying it has the cultural impact of Schindler's List. It got lost in the shuffle. This is what you know, it was like. This is what he does after Unforgiven. Yeah. For me, the other Eastwood film that feels like that to me is Changeling, which I think is a desperately underrated film, the one with Angelina yeah, Jolie. Yeah, I remember. I, I liked it. Boys kidnapped it, but they returned the wrong boy. Um, I just love this film. Uh, there was not one moment that I thought I knew what was coming, and it actually came. It's it's and It turns out that Eastwood, the lawman character, is... Uh, was the one who put Costner in prison and had put him in prison for a long time because Costner's home life as a boy was very, very brutal. His father was brutal. And he thought that the, that the young Costner would actually be safer in, uh, in prison. And he realizes that this guy he's chasing is his own creation. It's the fact that he was in jail for so long yeah. that has turned him into the criminal that he's become. So he feels responsible. It's all these sort yeah. of unexpected connections. It's a film that has been lost pretty much. Yeah. I, I, it's or, not very well but, known, and I don't think it did well. It did I not. I don't yeah. think it did, no. Yeah. So check out... Probably, so, main, probably mainly because people who, who are Eastwood's fans were going right. to see it were disappointed, and probably people who started to become big Kevin Costner fans 
were probably just like, oh, he's playing, you know, this guy. You know? It's it's easily his best performance. I mean, to me, nothing else is even close as a character actor. I like him in Durham. <laughs> I do too, and I love him in Field of Dreams. I, I, I like him when he plays baseball. But yeah. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember liking him in that. No, when he's good now, he's become a great character actor. I loved him in Hidden Figures as the boss of the, uh, you know, the division. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. I he mean, he's the, he's become yeah. a really solid character. I have to actor. say, you guys don't watch Yellowstone. I watch it occasionally. He's, it, he's great in it. Yeah. I hear the show is very... Uh, yeah, no, no, no politics. <laughs> yeah. So, Trump-like. again, for me, from uh, from not going against the Schindler's yeah, okay. List trend, um, just by a little bit, but I think it deserves more recognition, um, Eastwood's uh, Perfect World with Kevin Costner. My favorite Kevin Costner performance. I have a feeling we're all going in the same place. I'm sure we are. Right? Yes. Okay. Because... I mean, I always understood that Forrest Gump was sort of meant to be a satire. And he's like Candide. He's like this sort yeah, of yeah. sweet naive who wanders through and bumps into people. And, the, you know, the author makes sort of yeah. gently makes fun of society. People did not take Forrest Gump. Yeah, as, that's, I think that's, yeah. And, well, I think there's some good moments in Forrest Gump. It's, it's well acted, but it's, uh, it just doesn't all quite work. And then and it turns almost unintentionally very sugary and I hate that whole thing with the feather like oh it's so God, stupid yeah, so I know. stupid you guys are kinder to it than I do I dislike but some people but some people but a lot of people love it and a lot of people loved it when it came out um, I and like I think, the, I mean, and I think Hanks is very good in it. Hanks is good. good. I, I like Gary Sinise. I like Robin Wright. Yeah. I like Sally Field. I mean, the performances yeah. were fine. But I just the message I walked away with, which was ironic considering who we elected as president six years later, was you know why why be a smart person? Don't yeah. be a smart person. Smart people just suffer and, mm-hmm. and, and get hurt yeah. and get their legs blown off and up. die of AIDS, right? Mm-hmm. So just be simple and trust your emotions, like Forrest, and that's yeah. how we get W. I have so. to say the other nominees were all better. Oh, yeah, uh, I I agree. uh, The Shawshank Redemption, which I liked. It's a movie I don't understand why everyone loves it as... It's, it's it's a good movie, but it's yeah, shown I, maybe I would more than any other movie on TV. Yeah, I know, but it's uh, it's very popular. In fact, very, if you take if you uh, I've seen lists where uh, like what's the greatest movie of all time by yeah, the general. I Hall, know it's always at the top, and like, it's yeah, on the, the Writers Guild like number twelve best screenplay of all time. To me, it's a kind of a wet dream for accountants. <laughs> That's how I viewed it. Wow, wow. <laughs> when I saw it, and I've only seen it once. I've heard, I've heard of liquidating your your fortune, but that's a whole new end. But it just it just seemed like a, this is a movie for accountants. You know, it's I don't know. I thought they're I thought beautifully Freeman acting. held it together and, yeah. and the little yeah. part William Sadler and uh, you know James Whitmore and all the all the people who Although were, I thought the ending was weird because it was I mean, it was very well crafted. When you get that ending where they're he finds him. Ziwatanejo! And, you know, and it's like, you know, this, this great friendship that formed, and they, they go to hug each other, and the camera pulls yeah, way, way back. Yeah, like, not... oh, there's two little specks on the screen. Were we not supposed to see two men hug because they're really good friends? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, and then a quiz show, which was the wonderful. New York Film yeah. Critics Award, which yeah. I liked a lot. Yeah, great acting. Four yeah. Weddings and a Funeral, yep. which is yeah. one of the few. Sit- oh, I like that movie a lot. I thought I think it's a delightful film. And uh, poor Hugh Grant has never really no. lived up to, you know, that performance. He, he's so good in it and everything else he well, did. Well, he's great in the Paddington movie. Yes, he is. Everyone's <laughs> great in the Paddington yes, movie. Yes, yes, they are. 
That's <laughs> true. Yes, I love the Paddington movie. The second one. And then movie. the one I think we, we yeah. agree on is uh, Pulp Fiction. It's yeah. insane hands that Pulp Fiction yeah. didn't win. I mean, wait. Well, I remember reading at the time there were older members of the Academy that... That didn't like it. People like Sidney Lumet, for instance. I, I understand didn't care. I hear Paul Newman didn't care for it. People I was you respected. I think it's a generational thing with that. I, I guess, but I mean, I got to see Pulp Fiction for the first time at the Chinese Theater in Los Angeles. Oh, so it was that was cute. like a religious experience. Yeah, and I I could watch it once a week and not get bored with it. Yeah, especially given what Tarantino's become in his last four or five mm. films. I I think it's just a flipping it won the it won the Palme d'Or for goodness yes, sake. It did. I mean, not like people didn't appreciate it. Yeah, but, wow. But yeah, uh, p- uh, yes, there are other good movies that came out. Yes, John. Oh well, Red. Red. Yep, I uh, have which that. Which is a great movie, Keys and I really, really like Eat, Drink, Man, Woman, Ang Lee's movie. Oh yeah, I really, I love oh, that movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that since I it came out. I love that movie. Um, I'm what? gonna throw in Last Seduction, John Dahl with yeah, Linda Fiorentino. Linda Fiorentino. Great yeah, what film. ever happened to her? Does she still work? She or? was in Men in Black, and then no, then she got. She was one of these actresses who got a reputation as difficult, uh-huh. and she put on a few pounds apparently. Well, and then, sounds then, like me. Yeah, no, but it, it's funny. We were talking about this with when we were talking about you Top were never Gun difficult. with with Kelly McGillis, and you know, it just yeah, you gain a few pounds, you you age over a certain age, uh, and you're just kind of done. But then you can be character work. I, I mean, love her. I think she's just amazing in that film. Uh, what came for me that came close to um, quiz show, uh, not quiz show, um, Pulp Fiction, is Nobody's Fool. Mm. Oh yes, Paul I love Newman's Nobody's Fool. Best yes. performance. Yep. I love him in that. I love everybody in that. Even Bruce Willis, I loved in that. Yeah, I, I, I it's agree. A I think, I think it's a, it's a and I cannot movie. figure out why that movie didn't make money and wasn't more successful. I remember talking to people about it who saw it, and a lot of people thought it was just this quiet little movie that didn't they didn't think really of it. yeah yeah because okay. I I love that movie yeah and I think it's and, uh, and Newman just like glows yeah, yeah. it's his, I think along with Hud I think it's his best performance no uh, argument here and a uh, movie we're going to talk a little bit in the necrology about um, bullets over Broadway. Oh yes, I love that movie. I love I love Bullets Over Broadway. Don't I speak. think it's one. I think it's the funniest Woody <laughs> Allen movie that he doesn't appear in. Yes, and it's everybody is a terrible actress. Yes, one of our John and my favorite line because we've had that experience where we've wanted to kill our acting partner. <laughs> Not mentioning any names here on Vintage Sand. No, we could talk about that after we're over. Right. Um, also, I loved The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Lovely. It had a truly great performance by Terrence Stamp. Yep. And The Madness of King George. Oh, yeah, good movie. Yeah, another uh, good movie. Yeah. And He's great in it. And I, yep. and I have to throw in my favorite anti-movie of the 90s, which, of course, is Clerks. And, you know, Clerks, like oh, Clerks. Yeah, Clerks. Clerks was made for $27,000, and it feels like, feels like it. And I, <laughs> It feels like it was even less. Yes, feels like it was less, <laughs> but I like, and I laugh There were my funny ass ass in it's it. It's very funny. I don't, care, I don't care how much a movie costs to make. If it can make me laugh, I love it. So many people were offended by that. And there was plenty to really? be offended by in Clerks, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess, do we even need to well, talk about Pulp Fiction? I mean, it's such a... It's such a. We've talked well, about Tarantino already. I mean, well, I mean if yeah, anybody out there has, why not talk about Pulp Fiction? Well, if I mean, nobody, people out there haven't seen it, they should see it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But I, I remember the year it came out. I, I saw it several times. Me yes, too. me too. Structurally, yeah. and, just brilliant, and, and just was and was never bored after seeing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. I just I loved it. 
you know, and yeah. brought Travolta back and brought Bruce Willis back and. Uh, Goodness gracious. I, I love everything about that. Samuel that movie. L. Jackson. Yes. It's just great. No one, no one except uh, Christoph Waltz can say Tarantino dialogue as well as Samuel Jackson can. Yep. And yeah, the, all okay. those scenes. I'll give you that too. Check out the big brain on Fred. I know, I felt that coming on. I was like, the metric system? <laughs> yes, so. and, 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 Telepathy. And violent, but not excessively mm, so. Good and, burger. Oh, and it circles back to the beginning. The structure is just yeah. brilliant, and the, yeah. it gets, even gets a little philosophical at the end. Yes. I mean, my goodness. The, I love the reference to Psycho. Oh, I do, too. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, you guys know my favorite moment in Pulp Fiction is the cup is Harvey Keitel in the cup of coffee. Oh, I yeah. I love that. Just that little he almost, he almost wordless. He almost the movie. He really does. I know. I'm the, the wolf. The wolf? You send in the wolf? Why don't you say so? Because his subtext is so strong, and he just nods at him, and you know, you know, you're, it almost it almost has subtitles right. like "Great Coffee." When Bonnie buys coffee, and this shit. is the one movie I didn't mind Tarantino's performance. Usually, I think, please cast someone else besides yourself. You like Oak, Jimmy? This one I didn't mind. Oak <laughs> oh, is nice. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so we're unanimous we're on Uncle Pulp Fiction, Marcellus. not surprisingly. Uh, we moved we can to do the lines from the movie all night. 1995 and Braveheart, Mel Gibson. Hey. Freedom! <laughs> Freedom! God. I hate that movie. A couple of the battle scenes were well done as action eh. scenes, but yeah, eh. And he brought back war paint. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> you can take out a lives, but you cannot take out a freedom. <laughs> I, seem to, I seem to remember after it won a shot in the Oscar ceremony of Meryl Streep saying, saying something like, I don't believe this. What else was nominated then? Yeah, that was not a great year. Um, Apollo 13, good. Babe... Which, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. I love Babe. I did not get Babe. <laughs> a lot of people love Babe. That'll do, Babe. I thought it was very charming. That'll do. Il, George Miller of all people. Il Postino, oh, which was... Well, it was very popular. It was very I popular, know. but it was all marketing by uh, Weinstein. Yeah, they were good at that. Because there wasn't really that interesting of a movie, and the one I would have voted for out of the five was Sense and Sensibility. And that's the one I would have voted for, too. I love Sense and Sensibility. I do, too. Probably the best Austin adaptation? New yeah, York, oh yeah, I think so. New York film critics went with Leaving Las Vegas, which wasn't uh, nominated. Two great performances. Yes, yeah. uh, yes. that's I think how it's I de- feel too. Definitely his best work. Yeah, yeah. oh. Yeah. My favorite film of 1995 is Nixon. Oliver Stone. Yeah. Stone's Nixon, great performance. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but everybody in it is great, and yep. it, even though it's over three hours, it's like, wow. Yeah. I remember seeing that several times. And that was yeah, his no, last... I, th- I think Nixon is a great movie, and it's I, I think that's what I would have chosen. His last great film. He hasn't done anything no. decent since then, which is no. yeah. amazing. Other films, um, To Die For, was that year. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, good movie. Yes, very, Nicole very Kidman. good movie. Yeah. A movie I love, and I can't believe, it's sort of a team, it is a team movie, but I loved it, speaking of Jane Austen, it's Clueless. Yeah. Yep. Classic. Yeah. Uh, the first in uh, Linkletter's trilogy, Before Sunrise. Before Sunrise, I've got yes. that on my list. Yeah. Yep. Um, and a movie, I guess it's my favorite Thanksgiving movie, uh, even though a lot of people don't know it, Home for the, Hol- for the Holidays, Jodie Foster's movie. Yes. No, I don't know that. Oh, oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah. The only Thanksgiving movie yeah, I think Robert of is Danny Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. But no, uh, it all takes place in three days. It's Holly Hunter... 
Anne Bancroft, Charles Durning, Robert Downey Jr., who was really high, I think, when he yeah. shot that. Woo! I, uh, I don't know. But Charles, looks, you can't go wrong with Charles Durning. And, Never and, a bad performance. And it's 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 wonderful. It's it's my favorite Jodie Foster film as a director. And it's... Uh, I'll lend it to you. I have it. Uh, yeah, no, I like... It's, yeah, it's no, a I real agree. No, it's a wonderful Thanksgiving, movie. Thanksgiving. And I, I tend to watch it usually around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's actually... Just, I might watch that. Yeah. So wait. So now, what's your uh, what's your choice for the Nixon? Year? Nixon. You too, John. Uh, but I love yeah. Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. I, I was gonna say Nixon. I, I think it's an overlooked great movie. Um, I, I love Sense and Sensibility. I think Sense and Sensibility is a great movie too. Yep. Two movies I would like to mention is Smoke. Uh, oh, Wayne yeah. Wang, which I really oh, yeah. like a lot. It's a really uh. charming movie. And safe, Todd Haynes. Yes. Thank you. My, you nice segue, John O. And unintentional though it was, that is my choice for the best picture uh, of the okay, year. There, yeah. You know I'm a big Todd Haynes fan. Right. I'm a huge Julianne Moore fan. Right. And that... It's a disturbing do, movie. Do you guys remember um, Susan Sontag wrote a book called AIDS is Metaphor? Yes. I heard of it. I yes. never read it. That is what this film is. This is about a woman who develops essentially an allergy to everything. Yeah. And it's about how they try to figure out a way to cure her. And it becomes a metaphor for so... Haynes is such a smart filmmaker. He doesn't always... It doesn't always work. Yeah. Like, you know, lots of folks don't like the Dylan, Dylan film, for example. But I, I just think that, that it's... It's one of the best films of the decade and way ahead of its time in talking about, like Annihilation, Alex Garland's film, uses the idea of cancer as a metaphor for climate change and the sickness, yes. like, yeah. the, like as though the planet were sick. Yeah. Haynes did that back in 1996. Yeah. So, um, and it is, and this is saying something, I think it's Julianne Moore's best performance, which is... She's I, great. Since, since she's never given a bad one, um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with that. So, I, I, I just think it is a... Masterpiece. I I had liked Poison, which was his first film, but this just really put Haynes on the map for My me. My favorite is still Far From Heaven. Ah, oh, just glorious. I I'm, I'm just such a huge fan of his. So we got uh, we got we we got much better films than Braveheart for 1995. Oh boy. Anyway. And it only gets worse in 1996. Oh, I don't think The English Patient is worse than Braveheart. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anything is worse than Braveheart, except maybe The Greatest (laughs) Show on Earth. The English Patient, I remember really, really being very eager to see that movie because so all the reviews were were great. I was like, oh my God, this is this brilliant movie. I have to go see it. And I think it was, I think it was a Thanksgiving weekend. I went to go see it, and I was so disappointed. I thought it was okay. It's okay. I like Ray Fun. Yeah, I, I, I mean, acting. Yeah, I thought well acted. I think Christian Scott Thomas is superb. Yep. Well, Julia Binoche. And Julia Binoche always unexpectedly won the Oscar that year. One of the biggest. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I think everyone's very good in it, but I just uh, it could have been cut about a half an hour. Absolutely. Yes. But but guys, this is the year. And of also Florida. and also and yes. also some of the some of the editing is actually pretty heavy handed. We're like. It cuts to like what he's thinking. I know what he's thinking about. You don't have to keep showing me. And oddly yeah, enough, M- he did, is not he my did, favorite director. Well, he did. I thought he did make a very, very good film in 1999, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, which I'll we'll talk about 1999. But, but yeah. I am actually not going with Fargo because I'm saving the Coens for later in the decade. But Fargo was probably the best picture. In that. I oh yeah, I, that's easily. what I would have voted Fargo. for easily. And not only would I voted for it, but that is overall the not best a, picture. Although. Very, very close second for me was Secrets and Lies, which was also nominated. Mm. Yep. 
I, which I, was shocked me that that stunned me that that was nominated for best picture. Occasionally they do it, right? you know. Um, and Jerry Maguire, which I actually liked, is it's one of the few Tom Cruise movies that didn't yeah, make I think me, it's true. didn't make me want to throw up. Not a up. fan, not a fan oh, at that all. That was kind of fun for him and Cameron Crowe. Yeah, almost yeah. famous is still his best movie. Yeah, here at Vintage Sand, we complete you. <laughs> <laughs> and the other nominee was Shine. Schmaltzy. Uh, although he was very good. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a couple of movies that weren't nominated. Yeah. Train Spotting. Uh, oh God, I forgot wonderful. about Train Spotting. And Lone Star. Yes. I think that's his best film. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And I'm gonna Train Spotting. Now I remember seeing that as like I've never seen this before. I love Train Spotting. Right. And yeah. I'm going to throw Crash in there too, Cronenberg's Crash, which I think is Ooh. is amb- ambitious as all get out. It it's ambitious. Yeah. It's it ambitious, doesn't yes. always succeed. But I don't think it succeeded much at all. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I, I think it's. It's not a film that one. I think it's really likes really. Yeah, it well, I mean, it's from the Ballard, J.G. Uh, Ballard novel, yeah. which is kind of autobiographical and also a little pretentious as Ballard tends to sometimes but I thought it was just like again I I like films where I can say wow I've never seen anything like this before sometimes that's a good thing sometimes there's a reason I've never seen anything like that before I'm also going to throw in because I've never seen Purple Vomit before either it doesn't mean it's a good thing stick around (laughs) things could get interesting I mean, I, I also throw on the list, although it's an animated film, because it was my favorite book as a child, uh, James and the Giant Peach, uh, which was done by it. Tim Burton and Henry Selleck yeah. and those guys. It's not quite as good as Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's beautiful and such a, it was such a joy to see my favorite children's book rendered intelligently and it's, it's wonderful and scary and sweet. But for my best picture, I'm going with Irma Vep. Olivier Assayas' film about... Uh, about it's it's a meta meta film. It's a film about a film about a film, and they're remaking Les Vampires. Because part of the reason I love Irma Vep so much is well, a I love Maggie Chung. I told you she would come back. Yes, and B, I, I kind of I was like, oh, he's going to talk about Irma Vep. <laughs> I am a huge uh, Fouillade fan. I love Judex. I love. Fantomas, I love Les Vampires, and I, my daughter somehow found for me a region-free DVD of the fourth of those amazing serials Fouillade made in the uh, teens, mm-hmm. which is um, Timin, which is about a, a Southeast Asian gang come to... Oh my God, it's I love that stuff. And every time you think the German expressionists were mm. so original and invented all this stuff, go back and watch Fouillade, and he had done it... 10 years before they did. Um, and Irma Vep is about, is, it's a film about a film about a director trying to remake Les Vampires. Right. And Maggie Chung, who plays, who's uh, playing the role of Irma Vep, which of course is vampire, anagram of vampire, yeah. um, in the role originally played by Musidora, who was like more legend than actual person, um, start, someone says to her, you know, you can't be... Irma Vep. Irma Vep has to be you. And she starts to sort of develop, maybe in her mind, maybe not, we're not sure, the powers of that, that Irma Vep has in the uh, in the film. And it's just, it's, um, and, and, but it also such an artful portrayal of the stresses of filmmaking, of the budgets and the times and the schedules and the personalities. Someone once said that Day for Night, which we all love here, is a film about how we wish filmmaking would be, and that Irma Vep is a film about it, the chaos that filmmaking actually is. Yeah. So I thought you're not you're not a, no, not no, with no, me on Vep. it. 
No. Nope. All right. I've only Since seen it you once. mentioned Maggie Chung, I want to go back to what I mentioned before. The the actress. It's also it's. It's also known as Center Stage. I think on Amazon Prime, the title is Center Stage. And oh. uh, she won the Berlin International Film Festival Best Actress that year mm. for that movie. So if you're a Maggie Chung fan, you should I will. That. I will do that. And I also have to sit to give a shout-out to the uh, HBO uh, miniseries that SAS made this year yeah. of Irma Vep. Yeah. Yeah. I was is watching about, it. It's interesting. Is it good? Yeah. It's pretty good. With Alicia Vikander as the, although Maggie, the Maggie Chung character appears in a previous incarnation of the character. Again, so it's a film crew making a miniseries yeah. based on a film based on an old film serial and it just has all these levels and it's it's wonderful. I really, so by a tiny little bit and obviously not over Fargo if I were not picking another Cohen's film, I would be with you on Fargo but I'm going with Irma Vep. Watch it, it's amazing. Well, I'm uh, Fargo. I think it's the best movie of the nineties. I, I hmm. yeah, it, I, 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 and I. It's my favorite Coen Brothers movies. I don't always like hmm. the Coen Brothers, although I always recognize their I, talent. I got to question but, your police work a little bit there, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's because you spent a lot of time in Minnesota. No, people from Minnesota don't tend to like. No, I know that Fargo. I know and that. I've had arguments with a few. That's not. A, he said, "Well, it's not supposed to be." It's not a true story, even the, though it says it's a true story. I'm working with you here. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Jerry Wonderguard. Quiet Fargo, desperation. Fargo is my pick for oh, that okay. that year too. But yeah. one of the, I, the the thing about Fargo, the first time you see it, it's so excruciating to watch all the bad decisions he makes, just one after, after another. another. <laughs> and yet you almost feel sorry for him. Almost. It's almost like working with a former boss I have. The only problem I had with Fargo yeah. is the Steve Park stuff. I don't understand why that was in the film. His Her, her old high school classmate, the Korean guy. Oh, I loved that. it. But I don't know what it had to do with the rest of the film. It just had to do with her being on her own and kind of showing the vulnerability I have to say that when my wife gets up before me and and she hasn't eaten, I'm like, I'll make you, I'll fix you some eggs, Margie. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I I love I'm every bark. single. <laughs> I love every single second of that. I think the music is fantastic, the score. I, I love everything about that movie. Film Blanc. That's what it I is. I do have a few comedies from that. By year. the look of his footprint, he was a big fella. <laughs> <laughs> Love perfect, perfect. Um, my favorite David O. Russell film was from that year. Oh, um, flirting, flirting with disaster. Yeah, I just movie. watched a it movie. a couple weeks ago. Yes. Very good. It was it's, on Showtime. And that's another movie that was just. It's been kind of over. Oh, just definitely before he turned into a monster. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, it's it's a delight watching Mary Tyler Moore basically doing a parody of the role she played in Ordinary People. Yes. I mean, yeah, and, and George Siegel's really good. And George Se oh, God, yeah. And a movie um, movie you might not know of. It's got a very English cast. John Schlesinger's Cold Comfort Farm. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I saw that. Uh, I okay. love that movie. And that is kind of not around, but a lot of great actors. And my favorite Albert Brooks movie comes from that year. Wait, better than Defending Your Life? Yeah, one. What? I have one that's better. Mother? Mother. I, I like Mother. Mother. 
No, I. I He's going to yeah. have to answer for that in Judgment City. They're going to mm, they're going to show yeah. that. No, day. I love I love to say. They're going to show that. They're going to show that day. Okay. I love defending yourself. Why do you like this movie so much? I love I love defending your life. Okay. Let's bring his mother in and talk about this. There are a couple of holes in the script of defending your life. I mean, the fact that uh, these people are moving on to judgment, you know, the, it's such a great thing to move on. And I like this they're, peanut butter. They're, they're, built, they're you know, bellboys and uh, waitresses. And it's like, come on. I mean, it, it, I always think about that when I see Nine it. days! But mo- mother, mother, I think... Take a piss! Well, we're in 1996, and I'm talking about mother now. All right. And I think mother is... Really, I said chastened. Is really quite brilliant. And uh, and it's by far Debbie Reynolds' best performance. Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Just didn't find well, it as, I don't know, just as moving or as funny as Defending Your Life. Well. And better than Lost in America, squirm. too. It kind of makes you squirm. It makes you, well, yeah, yeah, here's the funny thing. I saw it, I think I saw it with you here in New York. And I then, blocked that out. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I saw it in Florida. I visited my aunt and uncle oh. down in Delray oh, Beach. And it was playing in a very crowded theater. Not a single laugh. Yeah, I'm no, sure. I bet not. Uh, boy, boy. Did you suggest going to oh, see it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, boy, I bet they couldn't wait for you to leave afterwards. No. My uncle liked it. My aunt didn't, but my aunt didn't yeah. like much of anything. Sure. I think I'm sorry. I think it deserves another watch anyway. I think oh, definitely it got, the, got the New York Critics Award. I think it's his only award uh, for Best Original Screenplay that year. And he's disappeared. I mean, he's done well as an yeah. actor here and there, but. Uh, he was very funny on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm last yeah. year. <laughs> All right, and that's it for 96? Yeah. I think All right. So. so, in 97, the steamroller that was Oy. Titanic. Oh, boy. Um, you know, it's. No. It, yeah. Uh, I know. All right. I'm not even going to try to defend it. You can't. Um, so the what, thing what, that sticks out about Titanic so much. When I, because I've tried rewatching it on TV, is how bad the writing is. It is yeah. such a terrible script. It yeah. is awful. It is awful. And that, it, that and the casting, and it's not his fault of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, it should have been someone ten years older. Ten years mm-hmm. older, and a little the way more, the part is written, it should have been someone. Not a ten te- years not older. an American teenager. I liked yeah. Kate Winslet. She was okay. She was yeah. good. Yeah. And I liked uh, uh, Kathy Bates. Yep. But I thought the Molly movie Brown. was just, and it went on. And on. Like your heart. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? My heart will go on. Um, so <laughs> the other nominees. <laughs> I'm king of the world. I'm king of the world. <laughs> the other nominees that year was As Good As It Gets. Oi. The Full Monty. Mm. Yeah. Good Will like Hunting. Yes. And L.A. Confidential. Lovely. Which is what I would pick. I think L.A. Confidential is kind of overrated. I think it's good, but I when all the won the critics yeah, award. Of the movies that's nominated, I would definitely vote I for that. I think I would have I, gone. I, I like it a lot. I would have gone for the full Monty, I think. But hmm. that is Lana Turner. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see what the big uh, deal is with Kim Basinger either. I thought no. she's fine no, no, and the, I, I the best supporting actress. Who no, else but was, I had who never was nominated. I had never really seen Russell Crowe or Guy Pierce before, so they were pleasant surprises. They were good. Yeah. Acting uh, very good. Uh, James Cromwell was great in it. I forget who else. Uh, Julianne Moore was nominated that year for Boogie Nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Joan Cusack for an otherwise tepid film, In and Out. But I thought she was good. Oh, the Kevin Klein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then she won the Critics Award. I'm trying to remember the other. Oh, uh, the old lady, Gloria Stewart from Titanic. 
It's yeah, not I would have gone with Julianne Moore. Yeah, me too. Always, but that's another story. So what's so what's your favorite '97 film? Oh yeah, uh, okay, you're gonna disagree with me. That's okay. That's why that's why we're here. You're really gonna disagree Put with me. Put the boxing gloves on. Uh, Deconstructing Harry. No, I think no, it's no. I think it's Woody Allen's. Yeah, I like Deconstructing funniest, Harry a lot. And I yeah. think after that film. Kind of kind lost of, it with a couple of notable exceptions. Yeah, it kind of curdled a little bit. He curdled after yeah. that. Yeah. But I think Deconstructing Harry is so funny. You know, it's I respect dirty, that. It's dirty mouth. I remember my elderly aunt who didn't like Mother. After seeing Deconstructing Harry, she said she would never go to another Woody Allen movie. She was so shocked. And, mm. uh, and a lot of people... Were, well, some of it's... I mean, some of it is... Even though, I mean, it's dark humor. It's it's disturbing. Mm -hmm. I said, but I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, yeah, no, really, I, I, I think it's one of his best movies. I do, too. It's, it's like next to Hannah and her sisters in Manhattan. I think it's my favorite Woody I Allen. wouldn't go that, but I would say after Husbands and Wives, it's probably my favorite yeah. thing he, that he I, did. I love that movie. Other ones, um, very close, uh, The Sweet Hereafter. Adam McGoyne. Yeah. Yep. Can you uh, anyone possibly explain to me how that film has been forgotten? I don't know. It's he's a great, been it's forgotten. A great movie. A, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Oh my god. No, I agree. It's a great movie. Devastating film. It's a great movie. Oh my god. No, I like that movie a lot. It, it, would, it would almost be a tie between wow. constructing Harry and and then uh, two films that had notable actress performances: Afterglow, which we talked about. Yeah, that's before. right. Or Julie Christie fan. And The Wings of the Dove. Yeah, I love sure. The Wings of the Dove. Absolutely. And yes. I think that's Helena Bonham Carter's best performance. And that's saying something, too. Yeah. All right, so, but, uh, and John, what about you for that year? What's your uh, Well, I was going to mention The Sweet Hereafter and Wings of the Dove, uh, Boogie Nights, and The Ice Storm. Oh, The Ice Storm. That's brilliant. I love The Ice Storm. Great. Yeah. I forgot. Sh talk about, yeah. no pun intended, talk about a chilly movie. <laughs> um, yeah, but it has a heart in there. It's not, I wouldn't call it a cold movie. No, but it's uh, it's disturbing. Yeah, very. So, but what's your best one of the year? Boy, oh boy, I I, I think I might lean towards the sweet hereafter. Yeah, I, I that was my second. That was my number two, and for my number one, I'm repeating directors. It's the only time I do it in a decade. But you guys know how much I love Jackie Brown, and I love Jackie Brown because it's the they're the only human beings, except maybe for Rick and Cliff in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. They are the only human beings. Pam Greer is so, talk about a great performance, um, reminding everyone about just how amazing she was and is. Robert Forster, who, you know, had worked. But and he, no one he got an Oscar nomination as, for As it. well, he, and he ends up showing up in, in Breaking Bad as another unforgettable character. De Niro playing stupid. De Niro was, was is, great. He's perfect. I love He's De Niro. Perfect. I, I yeah. shot. Yeah, I shot her. <laughs> she wouldn't shut up, you know. So. Uh, <laughs> did you forget where you parked? <laughs> Josh, do you regularly watch uh, T TCM Turner Classic? Because yes. they have a podcast now on uh, Pam Greer. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, interviews with her, right? Yeah. yeah. And Michael Keaton is, 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 is. All the side parts are good, but. And Samuel Jackson. Is good in all the Tarantino. He's, he's amazing. The scene where he talks Chris Tucker into getting into the trunk, you know, so it just brilliant. And it, the film is about a half hour too long, but it's yeah. As yeah, you, I would I would kind of agree, with Michael. That. As you've pointed out, I think what separates this from other Tarantinos, and John, I think you pointed it out too, is that 
it's it's adapted from yes. a really good novel. Yeah, Elmore Leonard's run. Yeah, yeah I, I I like the movie. I was I remember when I first saw it, I was just a little disappointed after seeing Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Yeah, because it's like it's just not in the same stratosphere. But it is good. But it's but it's but it's so different though too. It's, right, it's, it's, it's people. I mean, you're not going to run into Jules and Vincent or Mr. Pink or Mr. Blonde or the Bride or any of these yeah, other characters in real life. But you could run into Jackie Brown in the mall. You know, yes. when you're going. Yeah, past I know. The I know court. what you mean. Yeah. So I I, I just love the fact maybe that's because it's based on uh, yeah, another someone place. who could actually really write I mean not dialogue no one writes dialogue like Tarantino but in well, terms of well someone the, who's had experience of life outside of movies yes there's <laughs> that there's that so by uh, by a whisker over Sweet Hair After which really someone needs to bring back in a big way it's it's 25th anniversary has well that one of the occasion. images in Sweet Hair After that I will never ever forget it's just Blazed in my mind is the part with the bus. Bus, yes, the bus. Oh my god! Yeah. Every time and I see a school bus, I, I know. think of that movie. Yeah. And Ian Holm is just perfect. And oh, I remember, and, I, and not, so and not only that, I mean, it's it's so powerful. But then also, there's the other aspect. I was like, how the hell did they do that? It's it's amazing. Yeah, Agoyan is an unfairly I forgotten say filmmaker. He, he was nominated for an Oscar for best director and his screenplay. And, for director, I guess it went to Mr. Cameron. Oh, yeah, well, that was inevitable. You know, I, I don't get it. All right, 1998, the upset of Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan. I'll tell you, after the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan, you can keep it. Thank you! And yeah, I, I feel the same how, way. Kind of I think I that scene, that opening scene, may be the best single shot single scene ever shot by an American director, but okay. after that, I it, don't It's really... the script. It's the writing. Yeah. 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 yeah, I I don't. And it's I mean it's 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 well acted. It's I mean technically everything's well done after it. It's the writing though. It just it just it never almost kind of reaches that level in that part when they're in that little village where the the little the little girl right. Yeah, mm-hmm. That part's that's really good. That part, but then the rest of the movie it, uh, it becomes sort of conventional. And right? the ending. We've talked about the ending. Oh the my ending. God. Some yeah. people. Like the end. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, you've said it over and over again. Oh. When he says "earn it," that's it. Earn Cut. It. Stop. That's. I mean. Thank you. They could have ended it right there. You didn't need that part. Going back to the. Was cemetery. I a good person? Yes. Yeah, and I wish there. somebody would have said no. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're scrapping the whole film. Go home. All right. So they ruined the movie. No. So, what is your me, opinion so for, of the winner? So, for me, uh, I, I, I like Shakespeare in Love. Oh, I like Shakespeare in Love it, a you lot can, too. Boy, you can see Tom Stoppard. Yes. Leaking through the yeah. pores at every mile, yeah. you know, as a Shakespeare yeah, I person. Think it's, I think it's a wonderful movie. I, but, but my, but my, um, I'll start. Uh, well, let me, let me just tell you, the yeah, other no. nominees that year were Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful, which mm. I do not like, mm, 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 mm. and The Thin Red Line, and Saving Private. Which I don't, and I'm, which, I'm, I'm The I'm Thin Malik. Red Line is really good. I, I think that's my favorite know. Malik. Oh, really? No. I'm just, I'm sitting there. But I don't like a, the one. I'm uh, watching a World War II film and I'm mostly watching butterflies. Like, it's a nature documentary it's, it's, on Nova. It's, a lot of flowers yeah, I know. and it's, uh, rustling grass and stuff. I, I just, and it was so disappointing because we'd waited how long since Days of Heaven? It was 20 years. Yeah. Since Malik had done yeah, a film, I don't and it know was what he was doing in between, and it was teaching. fine. It was really, it was really good. He was but like teaching. He was a teacher. I didn't like New World either. But oh no, I didn't like no. New World. It has yeah. some nice things in it, but yeah. But Shakespeare in Love is just so much fun. Lovely. Whenever yeah. it's on, yeah. I watch it. I yeah. have no problem with that beating Saving Private Ryan for. Yeah, it was uh, a surprise. Yeah, but not my pick for the. Best. Not either. mine either. You know what my pick is going to be if I didn't pick Fargo, so. 
It's Lebowski, Lebowski. Oh, the Lebowski. Lebowski. Oh, no, I love the big Lebowski. Yeah, me no, too. Le- Lebowski is, I'm not even going to say anything about it because everyone here knows how much I love it and I could recite the whole film from, no, fr- I, from I the big front to end yeah, it's my, to you. Next to Fargo, it's my favorite there is a reason it is it has become a, a literally a cultural thing and a cult thing. Yep. Like there's a Lebowski fest every year, and people yep. come and watch the movie and bowl and you know all that. Mm-hmm. There, it's, nice Marmot. Yeah, nice Marmot. I mean, there's I, so many lines. <laughs> I told you that when my daughter went off to college the night before, she and I put on the big Lebowski, turned down the sound, and recited the whole movie together. Wow. So yeah, uh, that's Fantastic. how much that's how much I love the film, and she does too, which is a person of very you good go taste. Ahead of the class. So I'm just I'm just on Lebowski, and I, there's nothing more I need to say about it. Okay, my favorite film of 1998 is Bullworth. Me too. Well, uh, great, fantastic. It's yeah. Warren Beatty's best film, I think, as a director. And also overlooked. And terribly overlooked. I, I think Rupert Murdoch. It was released by 20th Century Fox. I think he deliberately sabotaged it. I don't know how he did it. But for people who don't know Bullworth, oh, so it's, it's yeah. about it's a, a great movie. senator running for re-election who basically tries to have himself killed. And then he has a breakdown. For the insurance, right? For the his insurance children. For his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And then things just go out of control. Well, he, well, he, he thinks it's just his career as a senator. He yeah. doesn't think he's, he's going to ever be able to really do anything yeah. that he wanted he never to do has. in his youth. Yeah. And, and he's just, he's in a deep depression. So he's like, well, this is one way I can help my children. And it is funny, sad. I Prophetic. Mean, yes. It, it's, Amazingly it's so, so great. It's such a great movie. And, Still uh, very relevant. So many people don't know it. Yep. And I, I find that really a shame. I think it's his best movie. Yeah. Uh, easily. Yeah. Mm, better than uh, better than Dick Tracy? Better than Reds? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And I, I like both of those yeah. movies a lot. I do too. But, but I, uh, think, that, I Bullworth, think this is better. Oh, I'm very, did Bullworth even get nominated for anything? Screenplay. Original screenplay. Okay. Usually the screenwriters, they, they usually come in. Usually. 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 All right. So but there's other movies to mention. Oh, yeah. Uh, are there some more? Yes, of course. Yes. Uh, Affliction is pretty good. And Primary Colors, which I like a lot. I have Primary Colors on my list. I didn't care for Affliction. I really was perplexed that James Coburn... I, well, I was too. That. Yeah, I, I agree. And I like I James Coburn, but it was that was such a handy performance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, but uh, but I think if I hadn't voted for Lebowski, I would have. I think the greatest movie of that year was Truman Show. I think I, Ooh, I, I, I don't like Truman. Show. Really? No, no, I don't either. Talk about prophetic. Talk about yeah. the line blurred between. Well, I, and I don't I, generally I, like I Jim Carrey. I would kind of agree with that, but yeah. What does he say? Good night. And- he says, "Good morning. If I don't see you later, good afternoon and good night." Yeah. And no, but the whole idea that our life, especially now in a time where our lives are literally curated, here's the first curated life. You know, the life that is that li- can't tell the difference between reality show and what's fiction and what's being made. Of. Ed Harris well, as this is the real. god director figure. Yeah, Ed is, Harris is was great in it. Amazing. Ed Harris is always good. Always yeah, good. he really is. I, I really think that Truman Show is is as prophetic and brilliant. I loved it. But so what else is 98 for you? I just have one other film, um, Central Station. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, good movie. She was nominated. It's a, about a woman and a little boy 
was nominated for Best Actress and, and Foreign Film. And, oh, I was uh, going to say, where's it from? Brazil, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Is it? Che- fact checker. Fact yeah. checker. And I can't remember the director. Bring out the game. The, the actress, uh, <laughs> Fernanda Montenegro, was nominated. And I definitely thought, as much as I liked Shakespeare in Love, I definitely thought she should have won it over Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and now we move on to, you know, ironic that last uh, we were talking about our favorite, mm. our favorite first films. Uh, by uh, by directors and Michael chose uh, American Beauty by Sam Mendes yeah. is one of his which is of course our best uh, picture yes, winner yes Central Station is a Brazilian Brazilian, Brazilian. okay so in 99 um, are you sticking with that as I your... am st- th- st- mm, sticking with that as far as the nominations go okay because the other nominations yeah. were films I wasn't crazy about The Cider House Rule Eesh. The Green Mile, The Insider, which I thought was good, but overrated. Well, it could have been cut quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And The Sixth Sense, which I liked. I don't. I, I no. know a lot of people love that movie. I liked it. I don't I just, love it. I just thought, I, after 15 well, minutes. Well, you figured it out. I figured it out like in the first 15 minutes yeah. or so. I was mm. like, oh. But, but the thing is, though, that shouldn't spoil the rest of the movie. And it was just like, I don't care for that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Willis, everyone was praising is like, how did how did someone give such a dull performance and get praised so well, much? Well, he didn't. He he wasn't nominated. I know, but he got so much praise, and it was like people were saying, "Oh, he's so good." The in little this. boy was good. Was oh, good. he was he was excellent. He was what excellent. A morbid movie, though. It is morbid. Yeah, maybe that's why I like yeah, it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I still so uh, of those five, definitely American Beauty. And when right. I saw the nominations, I said, "Well, of course, American Beauty." Yeah, but there are my favorite favorite movie of that year. That's a tough one. No, no it was easy because of the New York film critics. Uh, Topsy Turvy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't argue with that. Good Lord. It's a lifelong Gilbert and Sullivan fan. And, and I'm not. Fan. I am. And, and I love that movie. I think it is one of the best, possibly the best movie about uh, theater. Yes, about about the artistic about, process in general. Uh, theater, yeah. And I know so many actors who don't like it. And uh, I do wrong. not understand. No They're wrong. You're right. heard of it. Well, true. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah, I can't argue with Topsy Turvy at all. Yeah, Johnny, what about you? Uh, well, Boys Don't Cry came out that year. Yes, it yeah. did. Yeah, which I mean, I think is a great movie. But I just, I just remember so strongly when I saw that movie, I was like, wow, what a great movie! I never want to see it again. Yeah, and I never had to. <laughs> Although, but I, I have, have I have watched it again now, and it is a I great have movie. Not, but it is a good movie. Uh, I really like the end of the affair. Which yes, is, I have uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Being John Malkovich. Thank yes, you. yes, which we talked about last week. Magnolia. Yep. And All About My Mother came out that I, year, didn't yep, it? Yep, yep, yeah. it won the Oscar that oh, year. Yeah. Love, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, but I think I would have gone with Topsy Turvy, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good movie. I can't, I really can't argue. I'm going to throw in as extras uh, The Matrix, um, Three Kings, which is David o. Russell film that I, I like a lot. Um, Office Space, talk about culture. Oh, yes, I like Office yep. Space. Fight Club, which I, I, is my favorite Fincher film still. I don't um, get it. Election. Election, I have on my list. He's brilliant. Uh, the Limey. Which oh, is I one, like the Limey. One of my favorite. Yeah, films. I think it's. Uh... And but my but my winner that year is Magnolia. I have such a visceral visceral memory of seeing that film and just the structure of the opening with the stories and the Altman style interaction. All the characters sort of bumping into each other and the connections to each other. Um, the the fact that he had Amy Mann write the songs and then built the movie around right. the songs, yeah. I thought was brilliant. 
I, I Tom Cruise's best performance. Tom's, he Tom's is great in that it. scene yeah. when he's being interviewed yep. and yes. they're push. She's pushing him about his par- own parents, and he's like trying not to break. Is just yeah. if if he yeah. had beaten Michael Caine for the Oscar that year, I would have been have, happy. And you know how yeah. I was. Yeah. And that's and that's when I said to myself, this this actor has a lot of potential. What's he going to do next? And he and went never backwards, did. and he went yeah. back into doing the same old thing yeah. over and over yeah. and over again. No, and uh, and Julianne Moore, you know, going, you know, we think that Philip she's Baker married. Hall. Oh my God, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, and yeah. you know, everybody, Jason Robards, his last movie. Yep. Uh, William Macy's great. Mm-hmm. The, the little kid no, who's every, the quiz show kid is, is great. Excellent. I love and that one. Yeah, I just and I don't. I'm sorry, I don't mind the raining frogs. I can't explain the raining frogs. No, to you. either can I. But it was. Isn't it something from the Bible? It's it's from Exodus. It's like okay. the plague of frogs. Yeah, and, um, okay. and, but it ju- it just so completely worked for me. And I, you know, his next film was Punch Drunk Love, and then he went into the more sort of, you know, mm-hmm. difficult, more difficult to penetrate in a good way kind of Americana and British films. You yes. know, with um, uh, with Phantom Thread and with There'll Be Blood and The Master and Inherent Vice and now. Uh, I did not like licorice pizza at all, but I think Magnolia is a flat-out masterpiece that just gets better and better every time I see it. I like it a lot, too. Yep. Uh, two other films I had on my go, list. Go, go. Um, the Talented Mr. Ripley, which we... Yes. Uh, Have you ever to. seen Purple Noon? Yes, yeah, I like The Talented Mr. Ripley more. I do, too. I, Purple Noon... Well, We're saying that because it's based on the same uh, high novel, novel. But yeah. the Purple Noon is kind of heterosexualized. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, while the uh, talent Mr. Ripley wasn't. No. And uh, even though sometimes I want to kick Matt Damon for some of the things he said in the press, I, I give him credit for doing that movie and being as vulnerable as he was. And once again, superb performances. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Across the board. Again, Jude Law, yeah. the film that made him famous. Gwyneth Paltrow's great. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Kate Blanchett. Oh, my God. Everyone, everyone's uh, in, a, in a role so different from Elizabeth. <clears throat> this is like... Who is this person? And it's such a good story. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's and, a real. It's really well done. And the other one is Lyman's Go. Yeah, Go is such a fun movie. I have yeah. to come back yes. to it. I haven't seen yes. it since. Oh, the, uh, I haven't. Yes, I agree. I, yeah, I like. I like Go a lot. Yeah. And um, I, I honestly think the reason it was not a successful movie was because of the title. Yeah, it's the only maybe. thing I can think of. I, I love that part when they go back to the drug dealer. And you hear, and they've left, and you hear a sh- gunshot off, and then he goes, "I'm okay." <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have to go. Back oh, to it's it. funny! It's beautifully acted once again by everybody. Lyman did Swingers, right? Was yes, that which yes. I don't like as good. much. But it gave us Vince Vaughn for better or worse, and uh, for worse, I like, mm-hmm. and it brought yeah. help bring back uh, swing music, which was kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, cool. no, but I, I have to see Go again. It's yeah, right. Go is all right, my friends. So there you have it. A uh, a very much an up and down '90s, a strong indie beginning, a kind of flabby middle and then big strength at the end lots of good films we forget uh how how good a decade it was for film so we move on to a blessedly since we just met a few weeks ago so it's not that long a blessedly short necrology yes. from michael douglas mcgrath 64 film writer and director and occasional actor originally a writer for snl his first screenplay was a remake of born yesterday with john goodman Don Johnson oh, and yeah. Melanie Griffith. Griffith. Yeah, that was you terrible. Yeah, well, oh, I didn't, wasn't that crazy about the original, frankly. But he is best known for his collaboration with Woody Allen for the movie Bullets Over Broadway mm. in 1994 
for which they received an Oscar nomination for Best Original Story and Screenplay. Two years later, he adapted and directed the film Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Which is which really is pretty good. Yeah. He also wrote and directed Company Man, Nicholas Nickleby, and Infamous. That's the other Truman Capote movie. Oh. With Toby Jones and no, uh, Sandra Bullock. That. I did. It's okay. And for the stage, he wrote the book for Beautiful, the Carole King musical. As an actor, he appeared in Michael Clayton, several Woody Allen movies, including Celebrity and Small Time Crooks. <laughs> And a reoccurring role on uh, Lena Dunham's Girls. Oh, okay, which I did not watch. And at the time of his death, he was appearing off-Broadway, just a couple blocks from here, in a one-man show called Everything is Fine, directed by John Lithgow, which I had a ticket for. It's about him as uh, his childhood in Texas. Interesting. A 14-year-old, an affair, I guess, he had with his uh, high school, uh, with his grade school teacher when he was 14 or something like that. Wow. Didn't and, we mention to die for? Well, uh, well, here it is. Yeah, but yes, I mean, here it is. Didn't before, everybody have an affair with a grade school teacher? Uh, I remember I you just told me about you know your experience, Josh, the other night. I was rejected. I had pictures. <laughs> I was rejected. I was there. I was rejected by mine. But um, I had a crush on my grade school teacher. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he performed Tuesday night. And the cue crickets. The student... <laughs> The student teacher, not the... Okay. He performed Tuesday night, Wednesday night, had a heart attack on Thursday night. Crazy. 64. Wow. Mm. Uh, the other um, death was Leslie Phillips, 98. Now, you've seen him. You both have. I'll take your word for it. You have. British character actor. Over 187 credits. Wow. He acted in three of the British carry-on films in the 1950s and 1960s. Among his notable films were Empire of the Sun, played Maxim for the um, uh, Prisoner of War. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, now I've got it, yeah. yeah. You know I love that film. I know. Uh, that's why I specifically got the character's name. Thank you. Out of Africa, Venus, he played Peter O'Toole's best friend, and he is the voice of the Sorting Hat in the three Harry Potter films. Okay. My personal favorite... My, my favorite role. <laughs> My personal favorite, he played the vicar in a small English village in Saving Grace with Brenda Blethyn, oh. which is a movie. That's the one oh, yeah. with the marijuana. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he, his face pops up in a lot of things, in, in small roles, and he did a lot of British TV. And uh, died at 98. And that's it. Well, listen, okay, we... we Keep the necrologies short. Everyone stay alive, please. That's all we're hoping. We move on now to America's favorite uh, segment of the show, John Myers' Quote Quiz. Ah. The last one was tough, but I eventually got it. I didn't. But I know you've seen the movie. I'm sure I okay. have. So the last quote was, I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. That was Mark Wahlberg in The Departed, yeah. 2006. Martin Scorsese, it's the part when they yes. put all the surveillance cameras and they find out that the guy idiot didn't put one in the back. <laughs> so the new quote is... Here we go. Drum up. Don't you guys say I anything. Nev we never do. We never have once. Nope. He was some kind of a man. Oh. What does it matter what you say about people? <sighs> <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Classic. All right. So, if you think you know or want to find out, 
Check on our website, www.vintagesand.com. Um, for that and for information about all our episodes, supporting details about the different films we've mentioned, and other sorts of choice morsels and tidbits of info. So... For our December episode, we are we've been waiting ten years with everybody else, but according to our best resources, Sight and Sound magazine is finally coming out with its uh, December third. December, oh, December third. Okay, Saturday. December third. Well, with its uh, decennial or every ten years, whichever comes first, uh, poll of the greatest. It's the only. It's the only poll that matters, really. I mean, you know, it's it's it, in 2012 the last time it was done. Um, Vertigo managed to leapfrog Citizen Kane to number one. The top five, you know, who can argue? Vertigo, Kane, Tokyo Story, Rules of the Game, and Sunrise. I mean, you can't really argue with that. But I have a feeling that that order is not going to stay the same come the 2000s. Well, no, it's never the same order. Right. Well, no, Citizen Kane was, oh, was number one number for f- Except for the first one, it was all the other ones. Yeah. And until the, fir- the first one was the Bicycle, bicycle Thieves. Thieves, yeah. So, uh, any predictions, gentlemen? Oh, boy. Uh, I would not be surprised if Citizen Kane comes out to be number one again, but for some reason I kind of think there's a movie that that was in the top ten that's going to kind of leapfrog all of them. 2001? Pos, that's what you were thinking. Like, I'm thinking maybe Rules of the Game might Rules be Rules of the Game is what I would, if I had a bet... I would put a dollar on Rusal. I'd be happy if Vertigo is number one again. No, me too. I would be. Listen, it's my it's my favorite too. Mm-hmm. But I think I think I think two thousand one is going to move up. I don't know. It's number six in uh, the last poll, so I think it's going to be up from I there. I just, but I think there's a lot of people who love Hitchcock movies who see Vertigo and they hate it. Yeah. 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 They just don't get it. I don't know. Woody Allen stated in his memoir that he loves all of Hitchcock except, except Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, I mean, and I, I love the fact that Tokyo Story is so high when it's so anti-cinematic in a sense. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's... But it's so moving. It's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, that's all, all it is. All his it's movies perfect. are like that. It's, I, I've said this before. All his movies are sort of like that. You sort of understand there's that first half hour or so. It's usually sort of slow, and he's basically presenting the characters. It allows you to get to know them, and, and if you're really paying attention, like, and you'll say to yourself... I know where this is going, but I'm so involved with these people, I'm going to stay with it. Exactly. And at the end of it, you just get your heart ripped out every, every single time. Every time. So we will be, you know, we will convene sometime after the poll comes out, and we're just going to we're gonna dissect it, rip it apart, talk about what we agree with, what we disagree with. And it's literally the episode 10 years in the making. So yes. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. I'm very excited about that. So I take this opportunity to inform you that, as ever, Vintage Sam, is a five nines and a four production. Want to thank uh, Melissa for her technical help as ever. Mama Sue for you the use of the hall. The fantastically talented Gabby for the cool ass logo. Recall please that we are on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Uh, as I said, please check out the website www.vintagesand.com. Leave us your feedback, suggestions for new episodes. And please have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. Celebrate all that is worth celebrating because in spite of all appearances, there is a lot worth celebrating. And to that end, we hope fervently as ever that your favorite films will always be streaming.